I suspect it's hard for most of us to imagine what it takes to be a shepherd. The closest most of us come to a lamb is a frozen chunk of meat in a grocery store freezer, and even that probably came all the way from New Zealand. Most of us, when we think about shepherds, probably think of those paintings of Jesus carrying the lamb on his shoulders. Jesus looks happy. The lamb looks happy. This shepherd business doesn't look too bad, does it? Well, I suspect the reality is a little harsher. Like most farm animals, sheep have a very distinctive smell. They tend to wander off if you don't watch them every minute. And various predators are always waiting to make a snack of slow, tasty lambs. Life for a shepherd must be mostly hard work. And like any hard job, I am sure that there are shepherds who do it badly. The prophet Jeremiah, from our first reading this morning, lived during the reign of King Zedekiah, and Zedekiah was a bad shepherd. So bad, in fact, that his reign would end just as the people of Israel are carried off to slavery in Babylon. Jeremiah writes to denounce this bad shepherd, but also to assure them that God will look after them and will eventually bring them a shepherd who will guard and preserve them. And God did this. He brought their captivity to an end, restored their kingdom, and eventually provided the ultimate shepherd, his own son. In Mark's gospel, we see the disciples of Jesus returning from the mission that he sent them on, and they go off to some secluded place to rest. And they certainly deserve the rest, But the problem was that the crowds of people followed them. And Jesus seems a little amazed by this. The crowds were like a sheep without a shepherd. It sounds so pitiful, a crowd wandering around with no one to lead them, no one to keep them safe, and no one to provide for them. Does that sound at all familiar? Do people sometimes seem that way even today? Maybe. There seem to be people wandering around lost all over the place. Some wander looking for the next big thing, the next trend or fashion, hoping that whatever they find next will be what they need and want. Some of these wandering sheep are so desperate for someone to provide for them that they may end up joining gangs or in jail. And some people are so desperate to follow that they begin to follow even the predators, thinking that that will keep them safe. And it's sad because we have a shepherd. Our good shepherd provides for us and leads us and will never abandon us. Others may lead us wrong or let us down, but Jesus will still be our true shepherd. Politicians and priests and heroes, parents 
administrators, employers, and celebrities, all are shepherds who may let us down, even as they try to do their best to shepherd us. But our ultimate shepherd is Jesus himself, who sees our needs and responds to those needs with mercy and with compassion. You may, at some point in your life, find yourself in a position of leadership or authority. And if you do, I hope you'll remember the admonitions of Jesus, our true shepherd. Jesus told his disciples that they can't lord it over each other and abuse their authority. And he asked them to view their leadership as service to their communities. And he showed them by his example what true leadership is. When he was faced with this huge, pitiable crowd, what did he do? The gospel says he taught them. It doesn't say he laid down the law or issued an ultimatum or lectured at them. He taught them. And that's the way our leadership should work also. And perhaps the most important thing that he taught them is that they are one people. In the letter to the Ephesians, it's very clear that the Jews and the Greeks had always regarded each other as separate people. They came from separate religious traditions, different parts of the world, and spoke different languages. But in Christ, they are now all made one people. The writer of Ephesians tells us that they became united when Christ died for all people. Because Christ died for us all, the things that previously divided us must be set aside. When we approach this altar, we are made one flock coming to the table of our one shepherd who feeds us all and blesses and sustains us all. Think about that at communion time today. And see if you don't see us all become one flock following one good shepherd. We are united not because we all agree or all think the same way or all experience our faith the same way. We're united not because of anything about us except that we follow the same shepherd. And it is at this sacred banquet that we are at our best. For a few precious moments, we are one people undivided. We're united with those sitting next to us and those who are far away. United at this Eucharistic table, we have a glimpse of the reign of God on earth when we are all one flock following the true shepherd.